Welcome to this God-inspired message from Shofar Christian Church. Enjoy today's message. May you experience the presence of our Father and may you grow deeper in your relationship with Him. I know God's already touched and spoken to us tonight. I almost feel bad preaching. Because I know he's already spoken to you, but I just want to read this one psalm for us, a, a short psalm. That perhaps you know well, Psalm 133, and it says, Behold how good and pleasant it is when brothers dwell together in unity. It's like the precious oil on the head running down on the beard, on the beard of Aaron running down on the collar of his robes. It's like the dew of Hermon which falls on the mountains of Zion, for there the Lord has commanded the blessing, life forevermore. It's a passage that in Christian circles we normally know pretty well. And normally when we think of this passage, speak of this passage, we focus on dwelling together in unity. The importance of being one heart, and one mind, and, and really having a unison in that. But I sense as I've been reading this and just praying through this, I sense the Holy Spirit just wants us for where we are now to focus on the first bit of that the dwelling part, that we can only dwell together in unity when we are dwelling together. And right at the beginning of lockdown, you know, there were a bunch of different theories. I remember getting about an 18-minute voice note explaining to me how there was no virus, it wasn't a pandemic, it was all just this 5G thing that was just taking over the world, like for real, got this voice note from a very blessed person in church, and I was like, can we just wake up? And then, you know, it, it was a real pandemic, but it's actually just a plan to take over the world, and then Bill Gates was going to inject us all with a chip so that he can control our brain, and now we've got a problem because the vaccine has arrived, but there's no chip yet. So, I think Bill Gates messed that one up a little bit, and he's going to have to go back to his suppliers and say, guys, just hold the vaccine because the chip hasn't arrived yet. We can't take over everyone's brains. But some people sort of in the midst of all of that were saying that this is just a big assignment to stop the church, that lockdown and everything associated with that was just the enemy's plan to end the church. And while I don't think that was necessarily the idea as much, I think that there is a danger for the church in where we are at now. I think that us sitting here with masks is for a reason. I think there's a, a real germ that's really dangerous for some people. Everyone doesn't get it as badly, but for some people it is incredibly dangerous. And it is highly contagious. So I think it's good that we're sitting with masks. I think some social distancing is healthy in that context. But I also realize that this is such a dangerous time for the church. This is such a vulnerable time for the church because we miss the one thing apart from the Spirit of God that makes us church, and that's the being together, the coming together, the dwelling together. Our living, our ability to be in community is under threat. And so I know this evening you are here, and in a sense I'm preaching to the converted but I want to, by way of encouragement, 
really encourage for us here, not only to continue doing what we're doing, but as we go into our lives tomorrow morning when we wake up and we go to our workplace and we go to our classes, or classes haven't even started yet. I don't know where students go tomorrow morning when you wake up to the breakfast table. But when you do go, or wherever it is that you go, I want us perhaps to go with this idea of am I dwelling together? One of the big dangers we have in this lockdown is that church cannot be church. Yes, church has never shut down, and I know there have been some incredible groups. Maybe most of us are here because our groups have continued to find a way to really care for each other, to dwell in community. Even this evening, there's just once again, there's this something beautiful happens when we come together. I love how this passage ends in the second half of verse 3. There, where brothers dwell together in unity, there the Lord has commanded the blessing. I was saying this morning as we had a service at our house, I love the fact that we can dwell together there because in a sense it's an invitation for God's blessing. For us coming together, for me and my wife and my family being deliberate about saying we want this to be a place where people can dwell together, a part of me sees that that's an invitation for God to command His blessing. His blessing of life forevermore. And so I know we are here tonight because we understand a little bit of this. If we kind of just in the New Testament, there are so many passages. In 1 John, it says that if we have fellowship with one another, if we walk in the light, then we have real fellowship with one another. Before that, we see John writes and he says, the reason I am writing is because I want to invite you to fellowship. I want to invite you to come and join in our fellowship. And it's not just any fellowship. It's fellowship with the Father and with the Son. But the whole of idea of fellowship speaks about a being together, a dwelling together. There's a fantastic question that we ask in church circles often, and it goes something along the lines of this. If we were to disappear, would the community notice? That's a great question to ask. But I think that's a secondary question because the real community that I believe God is concerned about and where God's heart is first and foremost is in the community of His church. Yes, we need to be an influence on the community out there, definitely. We need to be the salt and light. We need to be making a difference in the world where we go every day. But our starting point is in the community called the church, the gathering of the saints, the the coming together, it's not the very word church, which we have today, it's translated from the Greek ecclesia. The very idea, the very concept is people coming together. We see, for example, in 1 John, he writes, come and fellowship with us. I'm paraphrasing, but that's the heart of what he's saying. Come and fellowship with us. Come and be with us. Some other passages which kind of just speak into the same thing, if I can get my machine to turn on. Where two or three of us are gathered. Isn't it amazing that Holy Spirit is there powerfully when we're in our quiet times, when we're praying? But yet, He makes a point of saying, when you come together, I am there. And in my life, and my experience, He is there in a different way when we're coming together. He is there in a beautiful, powerful way. And I've had some incredible experiences of God by myself. But I've also learned that 
the defining moments in my life in the presence of God are normally when there are other believers around too. When we come together, he says, when we come together, two or three, when we gather together, when we understand that the gathering is such an important part of the being a believer, something special happens. He writes in Hebrews, the author says, says to us, do not neglect the assembling of yourselves together. Don't neglect the gathering together. Don't put it on the back burner. And I think in that context, he's speaking a little bit about what we're doing tonight. But I think he's also speaking about just our lives. Are we living lives dwelling together? I love it. On the day of Pentecost, the Bible expressly says they were all together in one place. They were all together. They had gathered together. There was something about their being together that made that the perfect day to pour out the Spirit. And so my encouragement for us this evening is simply that as we go out these doors, as we step into our lives from here on further, just to simply say, God, I want to dwell together. I know for some of us that's really easy. Like my oldest and my youngest daughters who are incredible extroverts, my wife said the other day, she's sending them to school, not for an education, the education bit's also important, but she's sending them to school because they need friends. They need people in their lives. And the reality is that holds true for all of us. And so I want to encourage us as we go from here to say, God, how do I, in the midst of sort of being responsible in the time we're living in, in the midst of understanding that we can't just go around and have big gatherings. It's irresponsible to do that. But God, how can I dwell together deliberately? We have our small groups, which for us play a, a part in this, but I've said this, we say this every time at small group training, but I want to say just again for those of us who are in small groups, that the idea isn't that the Wednesday night, if that's when we meet, that that's the be-all and the end-all. We come on Wednesday night and we see each other again next Wednesday. The idea is that that Wednesday is a catalyst. It's a trigger for a relationship to be formed, for us to start praying together. It's a time in the week we set aside together. But our prayer is that Wednesday spills over into Thursday. And that spills over into Friday and into Saturday and into Sunday. doesn't mean we're always doing everything together, but that there is a form of life together of caring for each other, of knowing maybe on Wednesday we came together and I know on Friday somebody is going for a big job interview or they're writing a big test or they've got this big moment happening in their life. It's making sure that we stay connected and perhaps we phone them and ask them how did it go or the odd Friday we have a bride together, we go do something together we, when we're allowed to go and watch the cricket again, we go and watch cricket together on Saturday or something, but that there's a lot, the stuff we do, we do together. And that's something which in the season we're in now, the church has to fight for that. And I don't mean fight by that kind of be rioty and picketty and all difficult with government. That's not what I'm talking about. I mean, we just have to internally with ourselves fight for relationship, fight for dwelling together, fight for being together, fight for having people in my life and me being in their life. For some of us, that's really easy. It comes naturally, and for some of us, it doesn't. 
But the danger is that in this time of lockdown and isolation, we neglect something which is so central to the faith. So I simply, by way of encouragement, just want to say that to us. Let's go out here and say, God, I want to dwell together. And God, as I dwell together, God, there's a little bit of expectation that you're going to pour blessing out because you promised that there you will have your blessing. Life forevermore. God commands His blessing there. So I know it's a simple word. I know it's not necessarily deep theology, but I just have such a stirring in my heart that God wants us to continue together, whether in slightly larger groups like now or just two or three coming together. The great thing is we're allowed meeting two or three in restaurants every day of the week until curfew, whatever time that is. We're allowed coming together. There's nothing stopping us, and that's why I say we've got to fight for that in that context. Fight for the time. Fight for the diary. Fight for I'm putting time aside to dwell together. I'm being deliberate about my dwelling, about having people in my life and me being in other people's lives. Such a simple thought, but I sense it. I just sense it is so key for just the spirit and just creating space for where God wants to pour His Spirit out over us and into our lives. Let's be deliberate. Just such a joy this morning having a church service at our home. My wife and I started looking for us specifically for that. We wanted a place where we could invite more people and where we could dwell together. And every one of us have a space. Maybe your space isn't the most glamorous. It's not the biggest. It's still a space. It's still a space where if you invite the Holy Spirit into that space, it becomes a space that transforms lives. Your life and other people's lives. So let's be deliberate about dwelling together, being together, inviting people into our lives and us stepping into other people's lives. WhatsApp is great. Zoom is great. But it doesn't come even close to the effectiveness FaceTime. And by that, I don't mean the Apple app. I mean (laughs) real FaceTime, face-to-face, where two or three gather. When the day of Pentecost had fully come, the people were all together in one place. Behold, how blessed it is when people dwell together. There's a fellowship together, being together. So I'm going to ask, we've already prayed sort of for one another, which is really great. I'm going to close for us in prayer. And then our catering team, it's a little bit earlier tonight still, have organized, as they always do, coffee. I want to encourage you. And I love that my house this morning, everyone was parked in, no one could leave. Act as if you're parked in. Be deliberate to stay just five minutes extra. Walk up to somebody that perhaps is not the person you're going to spend time with tomorrow or Tuesday or Wednesday anyway. Perhaps somebody else a little bit. and Be deliberate about just stepping into their life and allowing them to step into your life. Let's pray together. Lord Jesus, tonight we want to thank you that you have not left us to be alone, God. You have given us your church, your gathering, your coming together. Lord, that you give us all of these just 
beautiful promises of what happens when we come together, that you command your blessing there, life forevermore, that when two or three of us are gathered, you say that you are there in our midst, Lord. And so, God, I pray that you would just renew in us just the desire to be together. God, we pray, Lord, just for the church as a whole, our church, but also the church, God. We're gathering in this time. is so hard, and we have to fight for it, God. God, we pray for that we would fight the good fight, Lord God. Lord, throughout the ages, churches have had to fight for different things, and right now, this is the fight we need to fight together with fighting the principalities out there, God. But just internally, God, we need to fight to dwell together. And I pray, God, that we would find ways to do it, that your Spirit would lead and guide us to do it, that we may dwell together for your name's sake. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening to this message from Shofar Christian Church. We believe that you enjoyed your time with us, establishing God's kingdom and His glory in your life. For more info, call us on 012-362-1363. Email us, pretoria at shofaronline.org. Browse our website, www.shofaronline.org. Or like us on facebook.com forward slash shofarpretoria.